Hello, hello, our dear audience, and welcome to our Ustar G's podcast. Ustar G's is a program covering Italy, Spain, Finland, and Austria. It's co-financed by European Union and has an aim to support and help the migrants and refugees to create their own initiatives or the startups in those hosting countries. We hope to encourage people with our inspiring Ustar G's stories to believe in themselves and start their own entrepreneurial path. I am Anastasia Yakush and I would like to introduce you to our interviewees, a couple, Menna Shahin and Maxim Hartzen. Hello friends, nice to have you here today. Hi Anastasia, nice. Hi Anastasia. Okay, then let us uh, introduce you to the audience Tell us more about you, where you are coming from, what is your background. I know that you are currently in Dubai, which is different from your country of origin. So how is it going there? How is it living in another country? Tell us more. I'm originally from Egypt. Uh, I'm a pharmacist. Um, I moved to, um, I started to work uh, with a multinational uh, company uh, and then uh, I have been uh, promoted to uh, a regional position. So uh, this made me move to Dubai. Uh, so I'm Egyptian living in Dubai now. And uh, as you said, we are having uh, our startups. Um, uh, living in Dubai or living in a different country, uh, for me, it's not that hard because they are speaking the same language or English <laughs> but uh, it's not uh, that easy because um, at the end uh, it's different culture it's different uh, you are away from friends and family you are away from everyone so if you are uh, if you need to do anything you need first to do it by yourself uh, then you need to build your support system around you uh, so uh, it's like it's a fresh start but it's a starting from the beginning so I think uh, it's the feeling for everyone uh, not living in his own country that's how yeah, uh, <laughs> it's always hard to start something new especially when you don't have anyone there exactly it's a fresh refreshing in a way um, I like it. it it changed my life actually moving to another country because I became more um, independent, I became more strong, I faced a lot of uh, issues. Uh, for me, uh, the first day I arrived to Dubai, I uh, went to emergency room because I had uh, serious cyst uh, uh, rupture in the airplane. Oh so I moved, yeah, <laughs> I moved, uh, I was coming by myself alone, you know, uh, oh. starting a new job. And then I ex immediately I moved to the emergency room and I didn't have insurance, I didn't have anything and I have to explain myself. And, but now I think this is the best decision ever. Um, I became independent, as I said, I became strong. I felt like uh, um, I, nothing can beat me, you know, I can face anything. So this is so uh, important uh, change in my life. You know how Max? they say when people are traveling and moving to another countries, that really shows their character, like who they are. When you are out there without friends, without anyone supporting you, you are just by yourself. That's where you like show yourself in the best glory, you know? Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, thank you. Um, 
let me also quickly introduce myself. Sure. Um, so yeah, my name is Max. I'm uh, I'm from the Netherlands, so um, Dutch from origin. Um, yeah, and uh, my background is uh, is biomedical. So uh, I, I graduated from the University of Maastricht in the Netherlands, uh, majored in something that's called life sciences, which is actually a mixture of uh, biology and um, uh, and the medical profession. Um, like Mena, uh, I joined um, a large corporation, a multinational, many years ago already. Um, and like Mena, um, I made the choice to um, live outside of my home country. Um, and actually through work and my own efforts at work, I was able to, to live in, in various countries and I will name them. Um, so I, I lived in, uh, in Spain, in Madrid for two years. So um, amazing culture especially late evening uh, dinners. Especially the food, paella, no? <laughs> exactly. So th that Southern European culture that really mm -hmm. suited me very, very well. From uh, after two years living in Spain, I moved to uh, Japan. I moved to Tokyo. Um, I, um, I, like Mena also mentioned, and like you mentioned, Anastasia, you know, I, I was trying to seek the challenge for myself. Um, and why not, you know, stepping off that big cliff and jump into the unknown, in this case, jumping into a culture that is far away from the European or Western, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, cultures. <laughs> so I moved to Japan without knowing the language, actually not knowing too much uh, about the, you know, the culture and, and, and the way people actually interact, um, both professional and, and, and in private life. Um, you know, however, I, I, I always say I, you know, I kept my head above the water and uh, mm -hmm. I learned a lot. Uh, I even speak some Japanese and read some Japanese now. Um, I've led large teams in Japan, so... What was uh, the main, was... like, difficulty you faced there? Because it's, as you said, like, it's completely different culture and also the traditions, how they run the businesses, how they make friends. What was the hardest thing for you to understand as European, you know? Going there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, there are many examples, but I give you one anecdote. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, I think, it was my second week in Japan, um, and I was presenting in English. And um, obviously, um, the Japanese don't really master English that well, even in, uh, <laughs> even in multinational companies. Honestly, for several reasons. Sometimes they're even uh, so shy that they they don't want to uh, speak, even even though they do. Um, and this actually underpins the way they they look at society it's like it's a community-based society right mm -hmm. so you don't want to stick out you 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 want to be like everyone else and that comes across as being um, shy for instance mm -hmm. or being a uh, risk averse when it comes to um, when it comes to doing business but my anecdote was funny um, I, I had my first presentation coming from Europe uh, where everyone is pushy and loud and shouting. Mm -hmm. I was presenting and I, would, I looked into the crowd and I saw, I saw literally no, like let's say, non-verbal signs. <laughs> um, the people were looking at me with a blank face. And um, at some point I stopped my presentation. I said, you know, please um, raise your hand uh, if you cannot understand what I'm saying, which is of course <laughs> a wrong question because Anyway, no one raised their hand, nothing happened in the crowd. 
I felt I felt I was failing them, but um, but after my presentation, I received a lot of praise, and, um, and people came to me and, 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 and congratulated me and, and told me how well they understood the topic I was talking about individually. Oh. Right? <laughs> so so this was this was like my first learning there. It's it's a funny anecdote because actually you can use it for everything else. Doing mm -hmm. business in Japan, um, what, you know, you have the feeling that we in the West, we want to make decisions quickly. We want to make the decisions during the meeting and we want everyone to speak up. And in Japan, the decisions are not made during the meeting. They are made, made either before or after the meeting. And no one will speak up during the meeting. Oh, Another so they don't have the brainstorming sessions, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we they, have... They, will have, they will have it probably with, a, with the smaller groups without you knowing it. Mm -hmm. But because the, the, the society is so based on such a hierarchical, you know, sense, you know, when the boss is in the room, you'd rather not speak, you know. Oh, there, I can honestly write a book about this. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> but it's an amazing experience. And I think one last thing about my Japan experience is my Japanese boss always told me, said, Max, you have um, two ears and one mouth for a reason. Oh. That means that you have to listen twice as much as you speak. So the Japanese are all about, you know, listening and therefore, mm -hmm. therefore, when you come in, especially I've seen Americans coming in with their business style, shouting and pushing and not listening, that doesn't work in Japan. Mm -hmm. But that's just my, that was my stop in Japan. And, and, and uh, let me then continue my journey because after four years living in Japan uh, by myself, um, moved to uh, London. Um, where our company had the headquarters because I wanted to work in the uh, the corporate organization as that is very very important for my for my career planning and my learnings. Um, I thought living in London is easy. You know, I'm from the Netherlands. It's like you know, it's a 50 minute flight. Um, little did I know that you know, coming from Japan after four years, moving into uh, the British culture, it was a totally totally different experience and and actually much more tough than I than I thought. Um, that was that was London. After two years of London, uh, where I lived by myself, I moved to uh, Dubai, uh, Middle East, um, where I spent two years heading up uh, large teams across the Gulf Corporation Council. So my teams were dispersed in Kuwait, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, okay. um, UAE, and so on, Oman. Um, and I was managing mainly Egyptians and uh, and Pakistani. So completely different turn again um so so that was my journey and, and i totally agree with you uh, anastasia on the fact that when you take the challenge to really go out by yourself you know um, that really shows a characteristic of a person and and in my case many people ask me you know what is it what what, what did you learn most and i always say i always say the same thing uh, i learned most about myself because yes. in, 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 in all these cases when you're Absolutely. by yourself, and like Mana said, there's no real friends and family and no support system really, you need to be able to survive. And, um, and that comes with, with, with great rewards, great rewards. And by the way, great friends all over the world as well. So that's exactly. a little bit, that was a long introduction from my side, but I thought it was worth it. No, no, it, it's super your... interesting. And also it helps us and the audience, I guess, to understand them. Why did you created, came up with those initiatives you have, because you had such a different, diverse background. 
like coming European, Asian, then London, then all of those countries and with its traditions and different types of running their initiatives. Wow, <laughs> that must be challenging, but also brave. That is brave. Thank you. Thank you. So coming to that question, how did you come up with the idea of creating this your initiative? You are the co-founders of Tekeya, so tell us more about this. We are thrilled to hear it. All right, so um, I will I'll open up a little bit about this topic. And um, obviously, against the background we just, just explained, both yeah. Mena and I um, um, work for, for multinational companies. Um, important to understand that, that it's quite a big pivot to say, you know, like I'm, I'm going to step away from, from this corporate life. I'm going to start something from scratch um, for ourselves in this case. Um, I made that decision as well, which is, um, is, is, is quite risky. We started a company called uh, Takea. In short, um, Takea, at Takea, we believe that no food should be wasted, right? Um, what does that mean? We have set up an, an enterprise, which nowadays is defined as a social enterprise. Um, and that means an enterprise that wants to do well as a business. Doing well as a business means self-sustaining and, and even making a profit, um, as well as doing good for society. Right? And in this case, doing good for society, um, what we have created is an, an, a product. That product is an online application. What does that application do? So that's an application you can download on your phone, obviously. Um, that application actually creates, creates a, a, a digital marketplace. And we all know that marketplaces is all about connecting, right? It's about connecting supply and demand, right? Yeah, so. So we, we have created this marketplace in our addressable market, which is Egypt at the moment. Um, so what we're doing is we're connecting uh, food providers, in this case, um, restaurants, bakeries, and grocery stores who have surplus food at the end of the day and who want to sell that surplus food through our platform to consumers. And the consumers could be um, you, I, Mena, could be anyone um, um, who is using the application, right? Um, and we are trying to make a living out of that as well by um, by bringing in a, a small commission um, on the transactions that are being made on our uh, application. Um, yeah, that, that's it in a nutshell. I think maybe one other point that is important to know about the Egyptian market and, and, and food waste as a problem as it exists globally, mm -hmm. is one of the most silliest problems you can even think about. Um, why is that so? Because on the one hand, we have a huge production of food. We have uh, we put a lot of resources in food production, harvesting and then, then consuming. But what actually happens is that in many cases, we are not consuming what we're producing. Actually, one third of the food that is being produced goes to waste. That's a global figure that is 33%. That's crazy, crazy numbers. Crazy, right? So if you look at Egypt, that means per person, per year, 73 kilograms of food is being wasted per person, per year. So think about this. And, and if you look at the fact that 
Egypt as a country in itself is, of course, an emerging market. So what you see is that you waste 73 kilograms of food per person per year. But on the other hand, you have over 30% of people living below the poverty line. Exactly. They, they are not able to bring food to their tables. It is one of the biggest paradoxes you can ever think of. And, and we, through Takeya, uh, we want to really um, put our hand out and roll up our sleeves and try to, to tackle that problem together, you know, with our teams and, and obviously mm -hmm. the community that we are trying to create. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. And uh, doesn't cover for now only Egypt? And if you plan to make it worldwide? Uh, now it's Egypt. We have a plan for expansion, especially for Middle East and North mm -hmm. Africa, because the waste, food waste is, is, is multiplying like it's 24. Um, in Middle East and North Africa is 250 kilograms per person yearly. Oh my. So yeah, so we are planning to expand to uh, Middle East and North Africa. Um, and back back to your question, that's how we started the app or mm -hmm. from where the idea came. Uh, it's came, it, it, it came from um, when we uh, visited the sushi restaurant and we found that we having a lot of fresh food. We wanted it, we wanted to eat it, but they were throwing it away because it's now 9.05 uh, 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 9 and they have to throw it at 9pm uh, every day even it's totally fresh, it's totally good and uh, this is the policy so uh, oh that's why actually just throw yeah, it away. yeah and even if we ask them to give it us for us for free or we can buy it, we don't mind but they still ha they have to throw it we, we got annoyed and we did our research about food waste and when we saw these numbers and we saw how the problem is is big and especially in the countries we are living in we decided to do something about that and it was a very long journey it wasn't like yeah it's a good idea let's start it no you need to search a lot you need to know if you have a competitors or not you need to know if the, your idea is that is a perfect fit in your market or not uh, you need to change your, adapt your idea to the market. There, uh, so we were, all the time, we were watching YouTube videos, we were reading, we were studying, because our background is pharmaceutical. We know nothing about food. We know uh, somehow, we know, yeah. We have some information about business, but not about startup. So startup, it's another word, another, like, um, another um, type of business. So we, we studied, we, um, and it's important. I think it's important for everyone. Everyone can have a, his own startup, but they need to read about it and study about it first. Exactly. So did you do all this long path by yourself, just two of you, or you perhaps asked some business consultant to help you out with this? Uh, we started by ourselves, but then we had to ask a lot of uh, anyone, anyone you meet uh, that mm -hmm. can help you, you uh, ask them. We ask them and I encourage everyone to do the same and um, uh, you can, it's, it was so not that bad, it was so easy actually because people willing to help, especially people doing the startups. So the best way to do it is to connect as much as possible with people in social media 
having a startups or uh, working on accelerator or incubations. And then you ask the question, you ask everyone. And there's a lot of people who's willing to help in, in this field, especially uh, we figured out everyone w- want to help us and everyone helping everyone, you know. So mm-hmm. this is so important, and 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 now I'm having we are having a friends in Jordan and in uh, in many countries that we never met, but it's it, it it came out of we asked the question in social media or something like this, you know. Yeah, that's that's exactly what uh, I wanted to emphasize also for our audience, the ones who will listen to our podcast, that you need to ask. You don't need to be shy in this. Like even if you don't know, like. You guys, you have no idea how to create this business in this field, like what, what to do, where to start. And you need to ask people. You exactly. need to build the connections. So don't be shy. Speak out of loud. Like, I have this idea. Who can help me to do this? Exactly. And, and I, yeah, exactly. I asked it, yeah, I asked it, Anesthesia, I asked it the most, in the beginning, the most stupid question. I now figured <laughs> out it was so stupid, but Exper- experts came to me and tried to help me and and it, it was an amazing journey till now because everyone willing to help amazing and i think that your business and the activity you are doing this takea is also actual thing right now which can work really well especially after the pandemic situation of covid 19 everyone just suddenly realized how much things we are wasting starting from food, from the clothes, from the other uh, sectors of economy and our daily lives, like where we can perhaps use less, you know. So right now, I think this will boost especially hard in, in that food industry. And I wish you luck with this application. I think this is something great idea and uh, this is a worldwide problem you are facing here actually exactly. so important for everyone in different countries exactly and uh, another info to add that if the food waste to uh, work country it would be the third largest emitter, em, em, emitter of greenhouse gas after us and china so one of the biggest a reason of pollution is food waste as well so it's not only like we are wasting uh, money and water and um, a people effort we are also causing a, a, a pollution because uh, of food waste exactly and i think that people don't have enough information you know they're not well informed informed about this problem because exactly. we know some pollutions from the fabrics from the great manufacturers but if it comes to our daily life we are really like not well informed about this yeah, that's correct yeah that's correct anastasia mm-hmm. yeah and then maybe just one more point on that sure. uh, that therefore we have our mission statement as a company that is really all about creating a community of, of people that are like-minded um and 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 that's I mean that that's another big audacious goal we're setting ourselves but it is the only way forwards because you were spot on Anastasia when you said it's all about the awareness right people need to understand yes. this better um, and I think we think the moment that this will become become more to to to, to surface um, we believe that especially the younger generation um, will look into this 
in a different manner because it has an overlap with climate change as well, right? So there's a climate impact. It's one big kind of conglomerate of issues um, that we're facing at the moment. So, and, and food waste is one of them. And, and by all means, uh, you know, therefore our mission is to create that community of like-mindedness. Yes, that's an amazing idea. And right now people are really trying to find that networking who can really share the information with them, share the knowledge. You know, people right now, I think, became more self-awareness, you know, they have this idea in mind that we can change something for better because we already see the results of our activities from the past. Absolutely agree with you. And also, talking about your initiatives, uh, not only the Tekia is the initiative you established, but also another one which has, I guess, different ideas and scopes uh, its name, She Travels. So tell us more about this one too. The She Travels is like a platform uh, for women to become better version of themselves uh, through traveling actually. So we uh, plan uh, tra travel, uh, we plan traveling trips for women only with a life coaching, uh, uh, with life coaching program. Most of them never left their house before. And um, the idea is, um, even if we are not planning these uh, trips, we are um, encourage them to do it. We provide them with the information needed. We created even a close group, a community, girls talking to each other and um, um, knowing each other and planning trips with each other. And the idea is because uh, traveling in uh, Egypt is not something common for women. Uh, most of families not allowing their um, daughters to travel alone and it's a big issue because my family didn't allow me to travel by myself till I'm 26 and uh, I forced it. I forced it after begging for years and, um, and then you my moved out to the really another continent. <laughs> yeah, this is it was later on. Yeah, yeah, this was the second step, you know. Mm -hmm. But this is something, yeah, this is that it wasn't easy and and um, I had to uh, like work hard and and uh, um, arrange the finance for by myself because my dad didn't even uh, help me uh, since I graduated with a penny, you know, you want your uh, freedom, oh. you, you, you spend on yourself. <laughs> so uh, uh, when I travel by myself, um, uh, me and one friend, one uh, female friend, it changed my life. I became an, a better person immediately. Like I faced a lot of issues. Uh, mm -hmm. I traveled for seven countries in Europe. For I traveled for one month, and immediately I I became a different person after this trip. So I decided <clears throat> uh, to um, uh, create this platform. So we encourage women to do it, and even we we, we tell them how to approach their families, how their families can. Uh, approve their traveling uh, mm. we are making it females only and we with the coaches and everything so um, um, the families can approve it because it's so safe and so secure and and confined community so uh, this is the main reason behind it because I got inspired by by my journey and then I felt I need to inspire others and it started actually when I, I thought it would be only close friends you know and then we yeah. have like quarter uh, or almost half million now followers 
for the initiative because we have the paid, we have the closed group, we have closed community, so around half million. So it became it, it it's becoming bigger Which and bigger. Numbers, every day. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So uh, and for now, uh, so the main idea for this platform is for now to cover Egypt and to allow the Egyptian girls to travel, right? We have many people, like mostly they are Egyptian, but we have mm -hmm. from many countries. Like we cannot uh, ask people from other countries not to join, but we have many girls from other countries that they are not joining our trips, of course, but most of them are um, talking with the other girls, asking for information. So, uh, um, That's amazing. Uh, more, yeah. And uh, about the coaches and mentors, uh, like, what exactly do they do? Do they do some sessions, you know, do they, um, like, are they the cultural mediators? Like, where do you find those coaches and mentors? Or are they volunteering, perhaps? They are volunteering, yeah, yeah. They are volunteering mm -hmm. for my platform. I do some sessions myself. I did some sessions myself um, when I was living in Egypt. And uh, we have volunteers. We know that they have a certificate and everything. And they, 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 it's different scope. It's, it's not something specific, but most of them are um, are there if they are if we are making a workshop in in like a, in, uh, in a specific place we are uh, making a workshop to make their life better so we give them uh, coaches give them uh, idea yeah, like coaching them through life and how they can change their life and what they need because we need them to, we 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 are asking them to become better version of themselves but they don't know themselves they don't know what they don't want they don't know what they need so we are helping them to know what they need what they want this is one thing another thing during the trip when we are having a, a coach it's the main idea is to encourage them to do something new to encourage them to um, uh, engage with other uh, new uh, people they never seen before you know because the yeah. most of them are so shy never went out of the, the area they are living in, you know, so... Sure, so this must be really challenging for them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I went a trip by myself with people from Upper Egypt, it was an amazing experience for me because they are more strict and more conservative and it was like um, a different experience. Yeah, but that's where you're, you're developing yourself, right? When you are going out from that safe space you have at home, then that's the push for you to develop, to guide, to become, like you said, the better version of yourself. That's amazing yeah. how you guys, you found the ideas for your startups just, you know, from daily life. You were just at the restaurant and then you came up with the idea. You were at home and then you wanted to travel and that's where the idea came for another startup. Just there, around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. great. And uh, then we know that recently you have welcomed the very nice and I am sure charming little boy in your life. So let us know how is it being a parent, running a few businesses, running your daily life. How did it change you? Did it change uh, some perspective of you? Do you now want to change something in your life or in your businesses? Yeah, so thank you. So yeah, it, it's, it's, we are on a very special journey again. <clears throat> we're, we're seeking the challenges and uh, 
and definitely we have a new one but it, this is a it's, it's a beautiful gift obviously and uh, we have a 16 day uh, old very young and indeed charming little boy who is definitely keeping us away at, awake at night so <laughs> it's, it's even that's that's an extra challenge on on on, on, on our full yeah agenda, on top so. of that all <laughs> exactly but but what we get in return is uh, inexplicable it's, it's amazing um yes and then uh, your to your question right um, mm -hmm. um yeah if it changes our perspective on life it definitely this this is this is an you know this is a a wonder right it's, it's it's a wonder of nature and um and i think like like probably every parent <clears throat> you start looking at the world slightly differently i now suddenly look completely different to my own father honestly because now <laughs> i'm a father for the first time in my life and and and, and, and it, it completely sheds a different light on on the reality and um for us I mean, um, we're we're in, in you know focusing on, on on the social and society, like the social enterprise we set up, okay. and this for us is even more encouraging because, you know, in our case we have uh, we have enough food on the table um, to feed our little boy immediately, but I know that there are people that are not that lucky, and um, and therefore actually it really um, you know reinforces. Um, our, our startup idea and, and, and really pushes us even harder to make it a success. So that, yeah, that is a main takeaway, you know, from this, uh, this short 16 day uh, old <laughs> journey at the moment. Yeah, imagine how you will shift your mind after a few years, <laughs> even yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. With the development of your little kids. And then, as you mentioned before, Max, that that young generation, they are going to shift the world and they, I think, will be even more focused on being sustainable and trying to make this world better. Because I have also a few my niece and they are completely like always showing me like, oh, Anna, you need to recycle in the right way. This was not good, you know. They know more than me in these things. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, understand. Okay, uh, we appreciate you, Mena and Max, for being with us today. Thank you for dedicating the time for our interview. And for all who are listening, I remind that you can find the interviews on our website www.ustargis.eu, as well as also in our communication channels with the same name, Ustargis also Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anchor. Thanks again, guys, and I wish you all a marvelous day. Thank you, Anastasia. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.